Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Network, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and happy Tag Day! What an exciting day, ending the tag period for the NFL. Let's go over the tags, because a lot of motion happened today, and way more than I was expecting, to tell you the truth. Um, first off with the, uh, or let me let me pull this over too, so I can see the chats. Great. Got everybody up to, oh wow, Robert C's already on. How you doing, Cooley? Good to see you, man. <laughs> we are live. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Michael Hall of Fame in the house. Good to hear from you, Michael. I'm here. You should have started already. I got to get stuff for, I got to get my tea steeped so I can have something to sip on during the cast. Takes a lot of work. <laughs> Rick Giddens, how you doing, Rick? Daniel Jones has made Lamar a boatload of money. My Lord. Yeah, that's the stuff to talk about because everything that happened today has to deal with the cap. And that's what I wanted to jump on for. What's cracking, G-Money? Good to see you, man. Go have the Steeler news for you. Going to start off with the, uh, of course, with the tag news. So uh, going to the tags, uh, Saquon Barkley obviously got tagged by the Giants because they threw the house at Jones, uh, locking down a contract. What is it? Four years. Uh, looks like it's going to work out to $40 million a season. And that's just the guaranteed por- or the portion, the normal portion of the contract. He's got the ability for another $35,000, million in in incentives over that four-year period where he could be making as much as $48.75 million a season. Jones, for the Giants, getting Aaron Rodgers money. That's insane. Absolutely insane. I think the 40 range should have been his top. I think he's a 35 million year quarterback, but I'm not splitting hairs. Saquon gets tagged. Tell you the truth, this deal works out worse financially for the for the uh, the Giants. They should have signed Saquon to the long term contract and signed uh, Jones to the tag, where the tag I believe is 32 mil. Give him another year before you have to throw all that money at the house and to see if Jones is really worth it, but. I guess they believe in that guy because that's what happened. Uh, Evan Ingram from the Jacksonville Jaguars also got, the tight end also got non-exclusive franchise tag. He set it 11.34 mil. Uh, Lamar Jackson, that's the elephant in the room, guys. That's the big bird on campus. Uh, non-exclusive franchise tag today. He's going to be set to earn three, 32.4 mil. That's guaranteed as soon as he signs it but I think it's going to be a big CF, big cluster hump, as we like to say here on the air. Because um, the, the Ravens now, tell you the truth, I don't think they're going to sign him long-term. It's not exclusive. I believe this is a complete, like, it's it's their way to, like, hold him for free agency, see who throws the house at him. See if somebody's dumb enough to do a Deshaun Watson trade like the Browns did last year to give them multiple first-round draft picks to get this guy off of their hands so the Ravens don't seem like the bad guys. Ravens, you screwed up. You screwed up bad. And Lamar Jackson being your own agent, I know you list your mom, but really he is his own agent. Smart when you're a rookie. Damn dumb last year because that was the year for the fifth-year option you had all of the cards. 
You still weren't able to be franchise tagged. You had that. There's no buffering that the Ravens could have done. You either play or you hold out. And if you hold out, they have to give you a new contract because that's the way your leverage works. Now you got to free agency. You don't have any leverage anymore with the Ravens. Ravens hold all of the cards. They tagged you. They own you and your rights. The only thing you can do now, Lamar, you can either hold out for the year like Le'Veon Bell did with us, though we had the exclusive tag on Le'Veon Bell. We couldn't even negotiate with other teams. That was the only unintelligent thing we did with the Le'Veon Bell trade. Should have been non-exclusive. But hindsight is twenty twenty. This one is non-exclusive. So either Lamar, you either got to play for this money, hold out for a year, or the Ravens have to find a way to get you traded. And you're probably going to be working with your agent to do that as well. We'll talk about more about this coming up too. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders, uh, set the league uh, rushing record last season with 1,600 yards. He's going to be making 10 mil as well. Uh, Darren Payne, Washington Commanders defensive tackle, got a non-exclusive tag. He's going to be earning just shy of 19 mil. Tony Pollard for the for the Cowboys as well, getting that 10 million tag, 10 million tag being the running back. Um, now they've got a ton of money tied up and running back there in, uh, in Dallas. So they got to figure out something to do there with Ezekiel Elliott and this guy, uh, Orlando Brown offensive tackle with the chiefs is not franchise tagged. Everybody, everybody else down there was not franchise tagged. So only, only seven tags were given out this year. All of them were non-exclusive. All of them were franchise tags. No transition tags were giving no exclusive tags were given. So this is a very small sample this season, one, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, six, not seven. Seven tags given out. Uh, going to you guys for the questions as well. If you got questions and comments, I am here for you. Uh, if I can get this thing to roll. There we go. There we go. Yeah, lot, lots of motion, lots of motion going on here. Uh, what's cracking? Oh, bring the Steelers news. Got it, got it. Be going with the Steelers news here in a second. Holy poop we got out there for you guys. Instagram, if you got any questions or comments, please let me know. I'm reading you guys as well as my uh, stuff over here on my other boards on, because we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on all the platforms right now. That's how I roll. Um, next question coming up. Carlos Goncalves, how are you, senor? What's up? Hope the Ravens implode. Yeah, they're already starting to implode. If you guys caught the podcast, if not, you can rewatch it later. I went over all of the aspects where they're starting to throw wide receivers under the bus over there. The wide receivers are mad. The team is mad at their whole injury situation and their training room situation. This is a big deal over at at, uh, Ravens. They've lost their locker room. That is the job of the coach to make sure the locker room is not lost. Tomlin, even with crazy heads like A.B. and Le'Veon Bell on the same damn team, never lost that locker room. Hell, we didn't know how crazy A.B. was till he left the team. Something to say about Tomlin and how he good, how good he is at managing personalities and egos. Right now, this is new territory for Harbaugh. This is something he didn't even have when he had Vic. When he was, well, sorry, when he was playing against Vic. When he's beaten us when he had like a four-win team that year. Half his wins were against the Steelers because he swept us with our injured quarterback situation that year. But I digress. They didn't turn on Harbaugh that year. 
They got great drafting. They picked up Lamar Jackson afterward. They got an MVP. Now they're not taking care of their starting quarterback, who is the franchise. They're not taking care of their wide receivers that are drafted, saying one of these days we'll draft somebody that can do something. Making all the guys on the raster go, uh, what about us, dude? <laughs> I mean, it has just become an absolute S show in Baltimore. That's why I'm wearing my Baltimore gear today, guys. I'm going hardcore into the Baltimore, my area that I live. You guys are going to feel it tonight. Tony Phillips, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Tony. How are you doing? A Tony. <laughs> Kenny Beamer, let's go. Robert Tamburo in the house. Robert C., bring the time clock police. Makes me him to stand next to Matt Canada. So when that slap his safari-style Steeler cap off his head and hits Robert C., and his in his smoke a little face. I don't understand that. <laughs> smoke Robert C is going to tell us how we should draft Joey Porter and others instead of realizing the way Steelers work is and get free agents only after the side is important. Guys, we're not attacking people here, Robert. You can pump the brakes, man. The show just just started. He only attacks you when you do dumb stuff. Uh, Rick Gettings. Saquon was offered a deal for more money per season and ended up getting tagged for less. That's what happened with Le'Veon Bell. We offered him a contract. It was more than the tag. What did he do? He held out for a year in which he got $0. He took a lower deal with the Jets the following season than we would have given him. So that's a whole year in unrealized income that he did not even get because he's a running back. Jets had him signed. They dumped him after two years. He got nothing. Running backs. This is how it's going to be for you, especially if you're drafted in the first round. Four-year contract, you're going to play under your fifth-year option, then you're going to get tagged because that is the sweet spot for a running back, six years. After that, we don't know what's going to happen with you. If your wheels aren't run off by, by then, they're probably going to be soon. So the, the time of the next running backs being getting the great contracts anymore, I believe they're over, absolutely over. Uh, Steel boot, large contracts ruin franchises. Look at this. Guys, yeah, this is one of the things I wanted to touch base on today, steel boot. That's a great call. Look at the Cleveland Browns. Right now, currently, as we're sitting with all of the cap space and all of the division, the entire division, the Browns have the worst cap in the division. Next is the Ravens. Next is us. And then Cincinnati is the only team currently under the cap. But they've got a lot of guys that they have to pay. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pay them now. Like that Burroughs contract is going to be sick. But he's on his fourth year. They can still fifth-year option him next year where he will be smart and probably leverage that to a contract because then that's when you have to do it. That's what the Steelers did with their two most recent fifth-round draft picks. Mika Fitzpatrick, we signed him to his fifth round. Instead of playing under the fifth-year option, we gave him a new contract, highest-paid safety at the time. T.J. Watt, the previous year, fifth-round option, did not play under the fifth-round option, actually held in in training camp. Got his contract at the end of training camp, didn't have to play under his fifth-round contract, was at the time the highest-played defensive player in the, in the league. So, guys, fifth-round options, they are coming. And it might make Burrow the highest paid quarterback in the league. Especially if he can get his team to sniff the uh, Super Bowl again for three years in a row. Look out. Guy's a good player. 
Guy is a franchise quarterback. Robert, hi, everybody. I just wanted to do a preemptive strike for him. See you before I said hello. Gotcha. Kayla, Steelers should bring Bud back on a cheap one-year deal. Win-win for both parties. And if TJ or Alex get hurt, still have production. Kayla, that's a great point. I will tell you the only minus to that point, which is something a lot of Steelers like, hey, yeah, bring back Bud Dupree. His last two years at, with the Titans was worst. His combined stats over the last two years was worse than his last year with us. He got paid. That is now over. Now he's a free agent. Now here's the thing. If he's coming to Pittsburgh, Kayla, he is not a starter. We are not giving him starter money. We're not giving him big money. Our range for like a third uh, vet offensive tackle probably maxes out at eight mil a season. So that comes down to does, does Bud Dupree want to play as a backup for eight mil back in Pittsburgh? Or does he want starter money somewhere else in the NFL where he'll be earning closer to 20 mil a season? That's where it, the, the part of being a fan. Yeah. We'd love to have him back on our team. Good point. But he is a player. It doesn't work out for him financially. I don't see him coming back to us at all as even an option, unless free agency doesn't want him. And he's sitting around there for a while. Steelers go, Hey, come on back. We'll get, we'll give you something. Uh, Robert, Make Kayla think Bud would be cheap. You know, you'd be so we have to see. Um, yeah, we just talked about that. Kayla, I never said one dude that you need to be rational guy. If two starters get hurt, cheap deal for Bud. He'll get a lot of production playing time next to TJ Routes. Can't earn himself another deal then. That is that is if he wants to do that. If he's sitting in free agency, if he gets signed up quickly in free agency, this point's going to be moot. But Kayla has a point. If he's hanging out in free agency after two weeks from free agency starting on the 15th, though we are going to have the tampering period, which was crazy last year. We actually had the show, I believe, the, the day of the tampering period, and everybody was flying off the board as soon as tampering period started. So that might start up again on the 13th of the tampering period, but 15th is the official first day of free agency. We'll have to see what works out this year. Um, Robert C., I think I have a stalker. I don't know. <laughs> but I know it's not coach. <laughs> Michael Hall, happy birthday to Lynn Swan and the late Franco Harris. Excellent points. Excellent points. Going back over here to Instagram. So Dallas is getting rid of, I don't know if they're getting, Slash, how you doing, buddy, first of all? But I don't know if they're getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott. It's just a lot of money tied up in two running backs. Uh, I can check out Zeke's contract over here because I have Spotrack pulled up. Um, I was looking at our stuff. I'll pull up the... Uh, I got to increase the size of this window so I can see it, though. Uh, let me bring up Dallas Cowboys. See where he is in his contract, and I'll see it if that is actually an option for them to get rid of him, see what his dead money is, all that kind of stuff. So, Zeke currently sitting, let me see here. Uh, 11 mil in dead cap if he's cut. 16 mil cap hit. Probably not going to be cut this, cut this year because it's only a savings, 5 mil. And with his production, having both on the team, still, now we're talking about tying up under the cap, 26, nearly 27 million just in running backs. So that's something that they have to worry about. What's their uh, cap space at currently? They're currently at minus 18. And that even takes into account, I believe, yep, Tony Pollard's on here. So they're 18 mil. They're in worse shape than the Browns are, technically, right now, as we're looking at it, Slash. So 
Good point. I love the question. Thanks, man. Um, slash, a lot of money tied up in two running backs. You got that right. Absolutely. Phil, how you doing? Would you rather Joey Porter Jr. or Christian Gonzalez if both fell to 17? Christian Gonzalez, let me let me bring up my my um my board. I've got a I've got a consensus board over here uh, that I need to grab. So I can answer your question completely on the up and up. I'll tell you right now though, my number one pick that I want at that spot right now, it is battle. I want battle as a safety. That's my number one pick now for where we're picking. We don't have a safety. We need a starter. He can play inside linebacker. He can play slot. He can play strong safety. That is three needs on our team. Where we rotate him in and any of those three needs, money ball. That's who I want. Okay, where is the consensus? Oh, it's on the other page, of course, and I got to click through this crap. All right, here we go. There's the database, and I got the consensus board up. So you're asking me about uh, Gonzalez or Joey Porter Jr., uh, Joey Porter Jr. right now, technically where we're uh, looking at this number, or at least on this draft, he's listed as 13. Uh, Gonzalez. I don't even see Gonzalez on here in the tops. He's got to be up here in the tops. Uh, yeah, Christian Gonzalez. Christian. Oh, he's a, he's at number six. Yeah, we're probably like obviously out of those two guys. If I had to choose, I take Gonzalez every time. Every time, he's easily the best corner in the draft. I doubt he drops. There's no way he's getting down to us, unfortunately. Uh, what do you think about double dip at the draft at cornerback? Hate that idea, Mayo. Oh, uh, Mayor. Uh, thank you for the question, though. Uh, the reason why is because we have a lot of money and position tied up in corners. Uh, it comes down to whether or not we're going to re-sign Sutton, which we should. Because as far as big corners go, he's going to be very affordable. 11 mil range. That's affordable for what he does to the team and the amount of flexibility he gives us being able to jump down to court, to, to slot, being able to bump back to safety on dollar. That's huge. We also have Wallace and Witherspoon still under contract. And we have um, William Jackson III. So this is a potential wide or number one corner on our roster that we may restructure. And... That would be a good move as well. That's why I don't want to double dip a corner, but I think we either need to draft a lockdown corner and move Sutton back up, but we'd have to draft a, if Sutton's not on the team, we have to draft a slot corner. We don't have a slot corner. Mullet is not doing well. And uh, Norwood led the team in missed tackles, twice as many missed, missed tackles in percentage wise as the second highest guy on the team. We just can't have our slot missing tackles. We can't. That's got to be changed. Whether that means bringing in Battle, who's the guy I want, so he can learn, hopefully bringing back KZ or Edmonds so their starters have Battle down in the slot, battling down there. I'm super happy for that. To learn one year at a spot that's not a, the legit starter, starter spot, but gives us some play, at least, to being able to grab somebody. Uh, thanks for the question. That was an excellent question, though, Mayor. Loved it. Uh, coming back over here. Where are we at? I know I'm on the wrong one. Stalker, happy birthday. Uh, Stalker, striker. When Tomlin had Le'Veon Bell and B on the team, he did lose his locker room because he gave 
them special privileges the rest of the teammates did not negatively affected the team i think you're gonna say uh play favorites and that is something that they do when mike tomlin allowed antonio's own apartment at training camp but tomic pretended like he wasn't doing that he created retirement resentment to other teammates and similar stuff with bell i didn't hear the resentment with bell at all i heard the resentment with antonio brown um bell i don't think got special treatment uh he was in i know he was part of that whole uh smoking up scenario when we had that other uh, running back blunt when blunt got suspended for uh smoking with bell in the car or getting pulled over with it in the car um but that's how you take care of some egos sometimes you got to give people some more things like our veterans on the team robert why they don't have to practice all three days why they get two days of practice instead of three including our franchise quarterback for so many years with Ben Roethlisberger. You treat great players differently. Flat out. They get paid more. They get more perks. They get treated differently. Why? Because they help you win. Don't tell me Antonio Brown didn't help us win when he was there. I don't think he helped any other team win since he left us. I mean, he was on that Super Bowl winning team for uh, Tampa Bay, but he wasn't on that team for most of the year. It's the way it goes. You mean Branch? Yes, Branch. Definitely Branch. I love Branch. Did I say beach? What'd I say? <laughs> Robert, do you think Addison was worth a first round pick? I do, Robert, but not first round at 17. I think he might be more of a late first round pick and a guy that we actually might be able to pick up with a first, second round pick. That would be optimal. If we could get Addison with that first, second round pick, all for it. I just think there's too much talent there at the one spot to be able to think that Addison would even be there, like an option for 17. Um, I know right here, at least on my list that I'm looking at, Brian Branch is listed as 16. Addison's listed as 17. Um, but I don't see him being the 17th rated guy in the draft. It would be fun to have Pickett and Addison playing together. Don't get me wrong, but we have way more needs than that. Plus, he'd take Deontay Johnson's spot, where we have Deontay Johnson being the starter at the X. He's essentially an X receiver, or you'd want to use him as the size on the outside, but we have already got a guy there with Pickens. So really, there isn't a spot on this team for Addison this season, um, unless he'd want to play big slot, which I'm sure he wouldn't want to, but that's that's just the way I see it. Uh, Ian, how you doing, hey, striker? What do you think of the draft potential this year? I love it. I, I th This is another one of these huge drafts guys because this is still a leftover from the covid years this is people that still had that fifth year of eligibility in the ncaa's now declaring because now they're eligible to declare so we have that huge much larger base of players there's a lot more tackles this year there's a lot more corners this year that's what we're being told a lot wide receivers are thick in every draft it seems like now but they're also thick again this year we got some great tight ends uh at the top of the draft this year um, I see a scenario where we might even go tight end in the first round. It, crazy. I mean, I don't, you know, but this is only, let me, let me mark this and let me put, put a, uh, let me quantify this for you guys, Steeler Nation, because I know Str Striker picking a tight end. We got Moose. Yeah, we do. But there's some teams in this league that go with the two tight end alignment. Ravens do it. Patriots do it. Teams that win consistently on the ground can do that. Titans as well. So, yes, 
if we go out and we grab the way it might wait work out on the board if the top offensive tackles are gone if branch is gone as opposed to going addison i'd rather go michael meyer get that tight end out of notre dame that guy's going to be a matchup problem then we have a 1a and 1b at tight end which i'd love and that fixes our slot screw the slot receiver Bring in a second tight end. That's a draft need. So that could be an option. I mean, obviously, I'd go with one of those corners that we mentioned earlier if they're available as well. If Branch isn't on the board, Branch is my number one guy. Branch is my trump card. If he, that, that is if Gonzalez doesn't fall all the way down from six. He's my absolute trump card. Anybody else on the board, doesn't matter. If Branch is there, I am sprinting to the podium. Sprinting. But great question. Thank you so much for that question. Chico Steelers for life from Los Angeles, California, supporting the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm stuck between the Rams and the Raiders and the Chargers fans, three against one, and I take them out. They got nothing to say. (laughs) That is awesome, Chico. Welcome to the show. Part of our Steeler Mundo. We love everyone on the show we love everybody from carlos goncalves as well he's always writing us here from venezuela so we've got friends from the whole world we got some brazilian portuguese coming up here soon too he's usually on the instagram cast uh sam ray what do you think of the quarterback richardson out of florida uh we're probably going to need another quarterback that is um No question we're going to need another one. Now, I know he's not one of the top five guys. Tell you the truth, I haven't done a whole lot of research of any of the quarterbacks uh, outside of the top five quarterbacks other than uh, the guy down in um, Houston who played in the Senior Bowl. He looks to be doing well. He looks to be on the Steelers' radar as well. Uh, So that might be a guy that the Steelers may pick up in the fourth or if they get a, a pick in the fifth or sixth find a way to move in the draft. I think telling you guys, they're going to move in the second round. That first pick of the second round may be a sliding pick to give us more picks, whether it's a bank pick for the next year, whether it's more picks for this year, that might be happening. I could honestly see that happening this year, but we will have to see. So not going to lie to you. Don't know too much about Richardson yet. So I can talk about other players. You got any other questions? Let me know, Sam's. Uh, if Jalen Carter falls to 17 with the Steelers pick, Carter. I'd have to say he'd be in the conversation there. Uh, because honestly, I don't see him going out of the top five. <laughs> so if he dropped all the way down to us, I'd have to take him over branch. So yeah, you, you found somebody else I'd take over branch. Uh, Chico, first time on your show. Thank you for having me. I represent the Steelers. I used to be from Pittsburgh. Now I'm in LA, but my love and my blood and my family, Steelers, real men and women are made of steel. Well said, Chico. Welcome to the show and thanks for contributing. Let me know too if you got any. Oh, you can do have a question. The rest is foreign tin can crap. (laughs) I love it, Chico. Absolutely love it. Oh, guys, where are we at over here? Uh, No, we didn't talk to you yet. Okay, we saw Ian's up, so that's great. Mark, Gonzalez won't be there. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there also, Mark. Uh, Drew Belansky, welcome to the show. I don't recognize your name, but everyone is welcome. Do you think the Steelers take Addison at 32 if he is there? 
it would be another weapon if not necessarily needed. I absolutely do, Drew. I that's that's where I think his value is. If Addison is there at 32, we are grabbing Addison. I would I I think that that would be a definite possibility because I think he's a, a first round guy. If we're there for the first pick, first pick in the second round, we're going to grab him. And guys, we're going to get a first round pick anyway because we're drafting 32. That's usually where a first rounder goes because there's usually 32 first round picks. So we are going to get a first rounder. We'll have to see who slides. That's going to be the crazy thing at seeing who slides. Uh, Mark Malone, Addison will be mediocre in the pros. Won't run away from anyone like uh, Deontay Johnson, but better hands for sure. Definitely can make that argument. Robert Cooley, man. No, I don't want him at 17 or 32. He likely is a few pounds heavier than Tank Dell. He's a lot heavier than Tank Dell. Steelers water boy is heavier than tank Dell, man. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love the way he runs patterns. I don't know why he didn't play in the senior bowl. You can let us know what happened there. Did he get, did he tweak himself in practice or something? Uh, but I see he didn't play in the senior bowl, but he was breaking ankles, at least in the drills. Uh, Mark Malone. I'd be looking for Hyatt at number 32, uh, trade clank Johnson. I I'm not trading Johnson at all guys. I know I disagree with a lot of you guys. Uh, doesn't have the drops that some of the other um, bigger receivers have in this league. Guy is a number one, and he's a good one, and he's got to get better. And hopefully he does. But let's see who you were asking me about. Uh, looking at Hyatt for 32. Hyatt, Hyatt, Hyatt at 32. Oh, yeah. That, that could be an option, too. But I just don't see us. Yeah, yeah they're options, guys. I, I think they're good value. At the 32 pick, I don't see the Steelers picking up a wide receiver at 32. If they did it for Addison, it's just to make our franchise happy. That's the only reason we do it. But, you know, you can say the same thing about the Cleveland Browns, or the Cincinnati Bengals doing it for Chase, to pair Chase with Burrow, but Chase was the best receiver in that draft. Size to speed ratio-wise, spark-wise. The guy was an instant, instant all-pro. So. Is Addison going to be an instant all-pro? Probably not. Probably not. So it's an unfair advantage. Or it's an unfair comparison. Uh, Cam Boyle. Ken Boyle. Bungle's owner won't pay him. That's the thing. That's, a, that's the crazy thing because receiver or quarterbacks are going to get paid in this league. And I'll tell you the truth. Joe Burrow, if he leaves the Bengals, he's making bank. He's going to get paid as the highest quarterback in the league, and he's going to go to a good quarterback situation, one that he can choose in free agency if that ever happens, or in trade with his um, with his agent because Cincinnati, they're not going to pay him. They got to move him, and that's a way to do it. We're trying to see if the Ravens will be able to do the same thing with Lamar Jackson to see if he will move or to see if they called his bluff on his uh, what he believes his own market value to be. Because I don't know if anybody in the league is going to guarantee $250 million like they did with Deshaun Watson. It might It's an outlier contract by a mile. It is an outlier contract. Nothing else is close to that and has not been close to that ever in this league. Um, 100 mil is insane for guaranteed money in this league. So to get 240 guaranteed, it's an outlier contract. Don't see, don't see him getting it. Uh, Scott, ignore the players with Pittsburgh connections. Who is draft worthy? <laughs> yeah, every there's a ton of players that are draft worthy. Like I said, Branch is my top guy. I think he's the 
the best for all the needs that we need on defense, he helps us out a ton. And in free agency, we can lock down middle linebacker, getting the other Edmonds brother from the Bills. That's how we lock that in. I think Wagner's going to be too expensive. That guy would also lock down that position. But if we can lock down that inside linebacker position by a guy that is a monster at inside linebacker, not just a placeholder at inside linebacker, turns that into a strength. And we are now an elite defense as opposed to a top 10 defense. Robert, if Steelers get elite quarterback through through free agency, then Joey Porter, elite an elite quarterback through free agency, then Joey Porter wouldn't make sense in the first round, but instead replacing the central starter like Larry Okunjobi, always a hell of a lot more important. Uh, but I, I also argue too, Robert, that I believe now is the time for Leal or Loudermilk to show that they are starter material. We drafted them. We worked them through the system. It is now time for one of them to start. And if it is time for one of them to start, then our team sees that as being less of a need than our fans. Because that happened with Joe, with uh, not Joey Porter, when Joey Porter left our team, Joey Porter Sr. And we had a guy by the name of Harrison on the roster. And I was screaming at everybody, this guy needs to start. I was saying the same thing about freaking Vrabel to start him over Gildan. Because like we were, we were done. Gilden's going toward the twilight of his career. We hung on to him because Cower loved the guy. We let a Hall of Famer go with Vrabel. Should have kept him. Absolutely should have kept him. Now we're getting to that situation again where we got to fill a need, where the where they might think it's Layal's turn to come on in and play. Is he ready to go? We'll have to see. Um, where do you think Mason ends up? Good question, Brian. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to start for anyone, obviously. So teams that need backups. Uh, he's from the Texas area, so thinking maybe the Houston uh, Texans might have a need for a good backup. They do because they don't have any quarterbacks, it seems, down there. Um, but they're drafting a good one this year. They're probably going to get the top quarterback in the draft. Um, if they don't, who knows? If they're, they might trade back and take not take. Oh, that's Chicago. That's right. Chicago's not going to got not because they got Fields. They're probably not taking a quarterback, but Houston's definitely taking a quarterback. Um, but that whole area could could use him as a backup. They remember him as a good player from from that from uh, Texas, so that could be a, that could be a fit. Uh, Carlos Goncalves agree on Mayor ahead of wide receiver. Yeah, yeah definitely. Tomorrow, typo above should have say quarterback. But my point for stealing free agency moves, talking draft picks, serves to think replacing Larry O is not more important than CB funny. I but I, I'll go back to your other points, your older points, Robert. I think that it's actually more important to replace that nose tackle spot now. I was, I was with you last year. We need to bring in a great nose tackle, whether it's through the draft or whether it's through, through free agency because they're cheap in free agency. We need a run-stuffing nose, better than Adams. Alu-Alu's retiring, guys. He's not coming back. He's done. Drew Belinsky, I prefer them not get Addison. We have other needs. I agree with that too, Drew. That's a good point. Cooley, the Steelers are not looking for an elite quarterback and free agency. That is definitely true. Okay. We knew you meant cornerback. <laughs> I was getting out of the shower. Oh, no. Tim Burrow naked on the cast. Oh, oh I got a mental image. <laughs> Ian, I see they're in talks with Sutton. I hope we can retain him or we can get a cornerback in the draft if we can reach a deal with him. That's that's the best news that we could have as Steeler fans to know that they're already publicly saying that we're talking with Sutton before free agent, way before the tag stuff was even going on. So I'm super happy about that. Sutton's coming back. Fingers crossed, but I, I think they're going to make it work. They just got to get everything right for good old Sutton. Um, 
Elraman, what's good? What's good, man? How you doing? Come back home, bud. Oh, yeah, I know you like bud too. I doubt he'll get signed because his last two years are trash. Yeah, we were saying on the, we talked about him earlier on the show too. You just missed us. Uh, and just to go over it quickly, he had better stats in his last year with us than his last two years combined with the Titans. Uh, if he comes to our team, he's not a starter. He's solidly behind Highsmith and Watt. Um, so he's got to be paid backup money. But if he wants to be a starter, he's going to go into free agency. He's going to be a starter on another team because they might pay him starter money. Ken Boyle, I don't see a team that gives him 15 mil to start. Best case for him is nine mil. I think that's nine mil is way too rich for a backup edge. I think we try to fix it in the draft. If not, we still have Roche and Jameer Jones on the roster that we try that we've been developing in the past. Hopefully, one of those guys are ready to rock and roll. Hopefully, the light turns on for one of those guys. That'd be great. Uh, Danny out. Uh, is the Jalen Ramsey move realistic for us? Not at all. That is complete smoke and mirrors. Steeler fans hoping for the best cornerback in free agency. There is zero chance Jalen Ramsey plays for the Steelers. Number one, he's too expensive. <laughs> we have no, we can't even make moves to get this guy under our roster. Uh, and then number two, we have to give up draft capital for him. You got a team that's rebuilding, a young team that's rebuilding. You think you're going to give up draft capital? We gave up draft capital to get Fitzpatrick. And what did that give us? An all pro player. That is a smart draft capital move. Locked in for his career. We just gave him a second contract. Smartest draft capital move we can make. We can't just go into throwing around draft picks on guys like Ramsey, who's at the going toward the end of his career. Um, you know, he's been in the, in the league a while. So he's going to start on the downward trend eventually. And he's not going to be happy or a good locker room presence once he starts not playing well. He's going to have a lot of blame going around somewhere. Ah, uh, Michael Hall, God forbid, if we draft a good first rounder again, like we did with Pickett and Harris, there's always that one Charlie Sheen account Dracula man that will always give us flack and bites him in the rear again. Yeah, he's never going to be happy with a Steeler pick. The guy's a Ravens fan. Mel Kuyper, we're talking about Mel Kuyper. If Charlie Sheen and Count Dracula had a baby, it would be Mel Kuyper. <laughs> the best joke for Michael for Hall of Fame. And that's how he made his way into the Hall of Fame. But he will always hate on the Steelers, give us bad draft grades. He will always give the Ravens A's because that's what he does, man. That's what he does. Robertson Burrow, Tomlin never gave Bell hell for avoiding showing up on time every year, and it was creating resentment for other teammates every year. I don't think that's a, that's a, that's an equivalent. I really don't. He didn't show up in, uh, the whole year on when he was a, <laughs> so I don't know when he's showing up or not showing up, Robert, <laughs> when he was franchised. Uh, Brian Davis, Richardson is going to be first around. Is he the top quarterback in the draft? 6'4", 240, 4'4", 40. Yeah, that is, those are sick numbers. Those are absolutely sick numbers. And Richardson's hanging around, I think, on this board. Yeah, they have him ranked ninth. Uh, no, that's Richardson out of Florida. I guess that's who we were talking about. Sorry. Yeah, he has the best metrics in the draft. Easily the best sparked quarterback in the draft. Does that equate to wins? Who knows, but he's a hell of an athlete. Hell of an athlete. Absolutely agree. To Burrow, Andy Reid did not give Ball Bell special treatment that he got from Tomlin. 
Uh, Sabell threw a, a, a hissy fit to spare me the lie that coaches spoil a guy like Bell or Antonio. Ditto. What was Bell's production in Kansas City? You see what Bell did when he wasn't getting playing time. He actually said things about Andy Reid. Came out against his coach. So that's a bad argument for you. Another one being, let's talk about all-world Hall of Fame first ballot coach Brian Belichick. What happened to him when he brought Antonio Brown? Not even he, the greatest coach in NFL history, could settle Antonio Brown. Not even Hall of Fame coach Gruden could settle or even get Antonio Brown to play for him. Your argument gets weaker and weaker each time, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Dell just pulled out of the game. His agent said he did enough in practice. Okay. Well, that's, I see that. But as an undersized guy, I would have wanted to see his game film against full-size NFL players coming into the draft. I don't think that that was a smart agent move, Robert, especially at Dell's size. I think that really hurts his draft stock. I think if he had a strong draft with all that, all the, the stuff was off the charts. His drills were off the charts, man. I loved his drills. Root running, um, breaking press coverage, uh, turning re- uh, defenders around. <laughs> I mean, awesome stuff. But to do it on the field between the whistles against all of the guys that are going to be going to the NFL, I think he had to put that on film if he wanted to be higher than a fifth round draft pick. I think now he's probably going to end up going in the fifth or sixth. If he was doing well, it could have been third or fourth. Could have been. Mark Malone, Hyatt goes smoking by everybody. True, he does. He's a heck of a player. Brian Davis, this class is quarterback and linebacker heavy. Good choice of getting both in the late rounds. And I did a a podcast on this earlier in the season, guys. Kenny Pickett's stats across the board, better than these quarterbacks. (laughs) More touchdowns, more yardage, uh, more wins. More starts over five years. Guy was a player. Guy was an absolute player and had way more stats than those guys that are coming into this draft that are all Heisman candidates this year, which I thought was crazy. And what happens? Kenny Pickett goes 20. These guys are all going to go top 10. (laughs) Four of these guys might go top 10. Absolutely crazy. Robert, tight end is the first round is profoundly dumb. Resigning gently is Infinitely smart. And I do agree. I think I go, I've been saying it. He's one of my top four. I think he's third of my top four uh, free agent re-signs. Sutton. Um, second, I had uh, not Spillane. I had KZ, then Spillane, then Gentry. My fifth is Carl Joseph. Because Carl Joseph and KZ can do what Edmonds does at half the price. Uh, Brian Davis. They tagged Lamar today, and that may lead to holding out. We talked about that at the top of the show. That was the moment. Exactly, Brian. 100% right on that. Uh, Robert C., Jordan Addison weighed in at 173 versus Dell at 165. And that is not much spread over the three extra inches Addison has as Dell. I thought Dell came in at under 150 for some reason when we were talking about that earlier. Was that a combine weight? Uh, Robert, if it is, that's a much better weight. Much better weight, though. I like to see him up there at least at 170, but 173 is slight. You never, especially at that height. You're absolutely right. Uh, Vitro, uh, VT, what are your thoughts about trading back maybe with the 32nd pick, but 
for a 2024 pick. That draft class seems deeper than this year's. All for that being an option. And here's how that one would go, V. It would probably mean if we're getting a first rounder next year, that's the equivalent of a second round pick. For a future year, it drops down one. But they still have to give us some kind of capital to replace that player for that draft pick. So just giving a a first rounder for the first pick at 32 is not an equivalent. So the equivalent would have to be if somebody gave us their fifth and sixth round pick and next year's first, maybe throw in a third. That would be enough to move us. That might be enough to because we already got our second round pick. Gives us two of the picks in the rounds. We don't have picks. And we bank another top 100 pick. Day two pick. That's that's probably what you're looking at value-wise for the Steelers to move out. Maybe to move back to the late second. But the only trump card is if they have somebody there that they see as a can't-miss first-rounder at the 32 pick. Somebody that they really love. And... Uh, without moving back a couple spots, because I think they'd be more apt to moving back a few spots, banking that fifth, sixth round pick, picking up that second round pick too, and maybe another third rounder. You you never know how it's going to go, because I know the Steelers are going to be high for a fifth and a sixth rounder, because they don't have them, but still want to get some value with a third or a fourth um, in moving back. So really good question. Really good question and good thought. Uh, stereo. What are your thoughts on Cam Smith? Cam Smith. Love Cam. Cam Smith. Is that not Cam Sutton? Cam Smith. Is that in the draft? I've got to look at my number. There's so many people in the draft. I'm not a draft guru, guys. Oh, Cam Smith, the cornerback out of, out of Carolina. He's a good player. Haven't done all of my research on the corners yet. I'm much more higher on the quarterbacks. Did a ton on the safeties already. Um, starting to do tight ends now too. Uh, probably not going to like, there's some positions where I'm just not going to be as high on, uh, because we're not going to draft them like running back, uh, wide receiver. We might not even draft it. Who knows? I mean, it, it might be crazy with the way it falls this year. Uh, but cam is definitely there. I I'd see him as being a good option for the first pick in the second round. If he's there, that the, the value is definitely there for him. So is, uh, can Defensive lineman from Pitt. If he's there, that might be the pick. Because we've been talking about picking up a defensive tackle. But definitely doable. Sam, could Steelers Reese could Steelers sign uh McGlinchey? McGlinchey, he's a free agent, right? Let me check this out. Free agency. Mike McGlinchey, you're talking about. Uh, let's see him where he's at right now. Where's his wiki? I like seeing their wikis. But yeah, he was playing over on San Fran. Right tackle. I don't see us bringing in a right tackle. I, th- I think that's a, yeah, there, there's a possibility bringing him in free agency, but he's going to get paid this year. Number one. Number two, we have a starter. Locked in at right tackle. That's our best defensive player. Our best offensive lineman last year was Chooks. He's still on the team. I don't replace Chooks. I don't replace Chooks at right tackle and then slide him over to left. I don't. I, I I don't. I think that ship has sailed for Chooks. I don't think he's a left tackle in this league. I think he's a right tackle. 
I want an athletic guy at left tackle. If we're talking about free agency, guy needs to be a left tackle. So probably not as high on, on getting McGlinchey. Joe, what do you think about Austin the Third? I've I've covered uh podcasts on Austin the Third in the past. Um, he's severely undersized uh and was hurt all last year, didn't play a down for us. So I have a lot of problems with those undersized guys that don't play a down for us, like Dre Archer, uh, like Chris Rainey, those tiny guys under 170 that and un, under uh 510 or under 58 actually. Um, tiny guys, they're athletic as hell. They do well in college because nobody can catch them because they're not as fast as this guy. Pros, you got linemen that can run after them almost. I mean, it gets a lot tougher in the NFL to be able to play against big guys. I hope he can come back because he fixes our need at punt returner, kick returner, and slot receiver. I just need to see him healthy. But good question, Joe. Coming down. I was hating. Harold, news on Bud Dupree return. Yeah, he's not coming back. Probably not because he, he wouldn't be a starter here. I think he's going to try to hold out and be a starter. I thought you were Burt Kirchner. <laughs> Thanks, Kool-Aid. The only difference is I have my shirt on, but I love the machine. Absolutely love Burt Kirchner. And he, he might wear a Russian hat in the machine thing. Uh, I'm not sure, but absolutely love. That's probably one of the best stories ever. I hear there's a movie coming out too on him about the machine. That's going to be amazing. I will see it. Uh, Jordan, should the Steelers sign Tremaine Edmonds? Yes, yes, and yes again. He's my guy. He's my number one outside free agent signing because he's going to be cheaper than Wagner and he locks down that position that we've been trying to lock down the last two years with Schobert and Jack. Jack can leave. We can pay that money to Edmonds. We are locked in at inside linebacker. Having the better brother finally on our team out of all the Edmonds brothers when we had the other two. <laughs> Oh, the duty! Welcome back from Brazil. Uh, hey, man, miss you live, man. I'm, I, I knew you were coming back to the show. Absolutely knew it. Good to see you, Manuti. I'll be seeing your questions here soon. Uh, getting back to your stuff over here, guys. Uh, uh, let's see. All right, guys, we're going to give some other guys a chance here. Uh, Robert, I'll get your stuff here later. Uh, Mark, the trade for Bettis is right up there also. Yeah. Yeah, right up there with the uh, Fitzpatrick trade. You're definitely right. Uh, yeah, good one. Uh, I don't know any teenager or younger who has any memories of the Steelers winning a championship. <laughs> it's not that far off, man. <laughs> Ian, I agree with Robert. We have a quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and we are committed to him. We are better off spending picks on O-line, safety, Inside linebacker and D-line. True. Absolutely true, Ian. Safety's the one everybody's missing. That one drives me nuts, and I spent a whole show on that. We've got two safeties on our roster, guys, out of the five we normally carry. Two. Fitzmagic, number one guy. The other one's a special teamer, Killebrew. Killebrew isn't getting playing time. Killebrew shouldn't get playing time. Killebrew can block punts. I don't want him out there on the field. For defense, he's not that he doesn't have that skill set. Absolutely does not have that skill set. So that's our most glaring need. Two out of five. That's bigger than any other need we have on our team. At tight end, we still have two tight ends. 
even though might only have one if we're going to move um, the younger Hayward over to uh, fullback. Or he can play both. He can play fullback and third tight end, but he, I, I'm with uh, Robert Burrow. I don't think he can play second tight end uh, unless he changes, shows us his athleticism is way above what we thought. Uh, Cooley, my 19-year-old has watched the 70s Super Bowl victories many times, and he has memories of them. <laughs> nice. And he vividly remembers Holmes' catch to beat Arizona. Exactly. Combine weight for Dell was one. Combine weight for Dell was 165. Yes, it was still under 170. So yeah, we, we I'm still worried about that 170 weight marker. Not far off. He can build some size, I know, but it's it's still a little apprehensive with his size, especially when we already have one on the roster, Robert. I know you're making an argument for your Houston uh, Cougar guy, but we've already got one of those small undersized receivers on our roster with Austin the third. Don't even know if he's going to play for us. Uh, what was Antonio's performance with Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay, yet didn't give him special treatment like Tomlin, so he threw a hissy fit just like Bell, who Tomlin spoiled. Uh, Arians didn't want him on the team at all because he knew who he was. The special treatment came from the special treatment they gave to that quarterback, Brady, when they brought him in as a free agent who gets all the special treatment. Brady's like, I'll keep him at my house. That was the special treatment, buddy. And that wasn't done by the coach. That was done by the quarterback. The coach didn't want him. Reason why? He's a head case. Brian Davis, lots of talent going to be available coming from the XFL. Could fill some holes on the cheap. Yeah, hopefully we get one of those great coaches like Heinz Ward to come over for our wide receivers coach. I love that. Had to say. A great coach. Yeah, you're just killing. We we know that you hate Tomlin. We, we know. Strikers still hating short people. <laughs> exactly. They got no reason. <laughs> Mark Malone. Love short people. That's why I have a short wife. <laughs> got to have a short daughter. But for my NFL players, nope. <laughs> Mark Malone. P.P. Archer was a disappointment. <laughs> P.P. Archer. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the laugh, Mark. Love it. Absolutely love it. Mark, I like Austin's chances if he recovers fully. Fingers freaking crossed, man. He was he was put on IR twice for two different injuries last year and didn't play a down. What are strikers draft picks? <laughs> that right now, just a first rounder. Um, I'll go off of this board here quickly. I'll give you my first and second round uh, because this was a tough one. This is the NFL mock uh, consensus database that I'm going off of here at NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. Um, unfortunately, my number one guy, Brian Branch, went at 16. Uh, and we're drafting 17, where Jordan Addison absolutely actually is sitting. But I'd probably have to take Lucas Van Ness, the edge from Iowa, ranked 20th on this list. That's probably the guy. Or I might go wild card, change the offense, Michael Meyer with that pick. That is my thinking there. You don't have to like it, but that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Zay Flowers is rated at 32. I'm not taking Zay. I would take. Yep, out of these guys, I'm taking Anton Harrison as the offensive tackle at 33. Who's ranked 33 at 32. And then we're picking again, I believe at 49. See who's hanging around at 49. Uh, John Michael Schmitz. The inside linebacker from Minnesota. I like that guy a lot. Um, Ski uh, Ika is also, uh, sorry, Slacky Ika is also their defensive lineman from Baylor, who I like a lot. Whoo, there's a, uh, Tuli 
Tuipu Luotu. Man, I can't say it. It's a beautiful out of USC, the defensive lineman. I like him as well. Um, so they've got some good players here at defensive line and inside linebacker. Wow. Probably have to go inside linebacker, though, if I don't fit that need in free agency. I'd go with John Michael Schmitz, the guy with three, three names to handle that inside linebacker spot. Um, and there was one other guy that I wanted to touch base on. Um, oh, wait, they got Jordan Battle at 76? Which battle do they have up here at 16? Is it the wrong wrong battle? Brian Branch. Oh, Brian Branch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I wanted Branch. Not battle. Yes. Everybody. Thank you. I'm finally on point with you, Cooley, what we were trying to say. Yes, I was trying to say Branch, not battle. Got the bees confused in Alabama. Definitely want Branch, but in this draft, Branch isn't available. I would not take battle because he's a free safety. We got our free safety. But I did like the other safety uh, from the smaller school, uh, the big boy. Where is he? I think they have him rated in the fourth round or something. I can't find him right now. Ah, it's one of those purple teams. Yeah, I don't see it. I'll get back to that, but that's who I like so far. So thanks for the question. Going back over to the gram here for a second. Minuti, I don't want Addison at 17 or 32. I'm a little tired of his cute things. I want to win. That's that's a great point. A lot of Steeler Nation agrees with you. Cincinnati will find a way to ruin this team like they did on 13-16 IDK. Awesome, man. Uh, Walter, they won't pay Lamar that much because he doesn't have a few dozen therapists to buy off. <laughs> I got it. You're making a joke about Deshaun Watson. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then that was the craziest aspect of that. He had 24 people saying, uh, this guy is a predator. Yet he's still got the biggest quarterback in NFL, the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history. That was the, and plus all of the draft picks they gave up. It was the dumbest trade ever. So nobody let that, the other than the Cleveland Browns could have pulled off that idiocy, that absolute idiocy. And they have just trashed their team from being even a competitor. In the next five years, they're stuck. They cannot cut Watson. Watson is uncuttable. I'd love to see that with the Ravens, though. I would. <laughs> Most of Steeler Nation would. Phil, what's your take on our backer situation? I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. I like the outside linebackers. Love the outside linebackers. I hope they can find a way to sign Highsmith to a multi-year deal this year. Uh, sometime before training camp. They don't have to do it with free agency. Not a big deal. I like Roche and Jones' backups. Um, I think we can add to the roster either through the draft or maybe bring in a vet. Uh, but inside linebacker, got to bring back Spillane. Uh, Robin, right now, our starters are Jack and Robinson. That's our because Spillane's a free agent. Um, other guy, too, that's been on the team forever. Oh, Aaron. Allen. Allen's a free agent. He's gone. Uh, but he's like a special teamer. He really didn't get snaps. So Bush is gone too. Not having him back. <laughs> Unless he comes back on the dirt cheap, uh, which he might never know. He, he might come back on the dirt cheap and might develop him into something good again. But our inside linebacker situation definitely needs help. And we need a much higher sideline to sideline capable player than we currently have on our roster, whether it's going out and getting Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills, who, in my opinion, 
You can put Tremaine next to anybody. You can have Tremaine and Robinson on the team next year. Done. It's locked in. I, I'm not worried. Or Tr- Tremaine and Spillane. Get, you got two trains. You got the Tr- Tremaine train and Spillane train. Have that locomotive going up the middle, guys. That would be my ideal starting inside linebacker duo. We re-signed Spillane, signed Tremaine. We got the train inside linebackers. Lock it up. Lock it up. Well, there's some objection or some protection for Pickett's left would be nice. Absolutely. Especially if you get one of those monster offensive tackles to fall to us. Get a Paris. Get Paris to fall on our laps. I, I would definitely consider taking Paris. It'd be a tough decision between Paris and Branch. Because you're talking about protecting your blind side for your quarterback, for his career. Or locking up three positions on defense. Helping out three positions on defense. Uh, T. DeAndre. Or T. DeAndre. Uh, Devin Bush got to go. He's gone. He's a free agent. So don't know if he comes back, he's coming back as a free agent. Coaching AB post perfect hit was impossible. Ah, he still was very productive after that hit. Gave us some good seasons. Minuti. Uh, it's not one hit. He always had a huge ego and still the best wide receiver that I watched. I agree with that too. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal wide receiver. All the talent in the freaking world. Uh, where are we at over here? From EM. Yeah, Norwood's yeah, Norwood's been having some tough times too. He is it, he regressed last season. He had a great rookie season, regressed last year. This is his do it or do it or don't year. And I agree with you too. Austin hasn't proved a single thing in the NFL. Uh until he proves something, they're talking about. Yeah. Uh the Arian is a smart man. Thanks, Mark. Michael Hall, last thing from me, when is the free agent window and tampering window? And that being said, I will enjoy the show as always and never get tired of watching it. Can't wait for next week. Stay safe, boss. Salute. Love you, man. Um, Yeah, for a tampering period, I believe it's two or three days before the start of free agency. Free agency is definitely starting on the 15th. I will look up the tampering period. Uh, NFL tampering Tampering period 2023. We'll see what that date is. Uh, and I don't know. March 15th is first we'll start with a free agency. I was right. It was two days before. March 13th is the official start of the legal tampering period. That's when we'll start hearing all the crap happen. 13th, baby. Let's see the date on that. I want to see where this falls in the schedule for the show. Uh, yep, it'll be on the Monday before we go, guys. So we'll be heavy into the tampering period next week on the show on the 14th to talk about the great free agency period and opening up for the grand opening of the window the following day. That's going to be a fun show next week, guys. So make sure to come on back. I believe we're past 8 o'clock. Yeah, we are. We're at 8.06. Yeah, so I'm going to wind down through your questions here quickly, guys. And I appreciate my guys on Instagram for being so active today, guys. You guys are killing it. I know I didn't get to all the questions. I tried to. Uh, he's a center. Uh, Minuti Finesse is available. We should take him. Guy already played on Steelers NCAA. Yeah, we're in the black and gold with Iowa. Man, you watch a lot of college football down there in Brazil, man. That's awesome. Who's your team? Ramsey started his downfall, and he is expensive. Yeah, he's way too expensive for me. Uh, he said it'll cost, yeah, it, it'll cost way too much to bring him in. We're going to sign Joseph after his injuries and his age. Yeah, because he's dirt cheap. Absolutely dirt cheap. Plus, he knows how to play the position. 
and we're not signing him to be the starter. I want KZ as my starter. I want Joseph as my backup. And we're locked in at safety. We got two free, cheap, uh, free agents uh, that we can bring in. Uh, Luke Cage, I'm late, but do you think we make a play for Ramsey? Yeah, I already talked about that. No chance of us getting Ramsey. Too expensive for what he brings to the team. And I don't think he's a good locker room guy. Uh, KH, uh, no live videos, guys. I don't do the lives because I'm running on too many platforms. Go O's! Hey, Jack, are you an O's fan too? I'm in the Baltimore area. Yep, guys talking about Joseph. Hey, brother. Hey, Deb. Oh, DeBrug. DeBerg. DeBerg. Sorry, DeBerg. Hey, what's going on? Ozzy, what's your thoughts on the 17th pick and the 32nd pick? I, I ran down that. I'm sure you probably heard that because I know I didn't get to your question in time. Uh, how good is Joey Porter Jr.? All the metrics in the world. Got the the, the pedigree with his dad. His dad is, is a Hall of Fame caliber uh, outside linebacker for us and the Dolphins. With his numbers, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Porter should be making it in the Hall of Fame uh, with those numbers. And so it's the reason why his metrics are right around 13 is the way they have him in consensus right now on the uh, draft website. So he's a good player. If he came to our team, I wouldn't be upset. You like Forbes? Yep. Yeah, Forbes is a good player as well. There's so many good players this year. And that's the good thing with so many good quarterbacks going this year, guys. One of these good players is going to fall in our lap. And it's going to be a guy probably we're not expecting, and it's going to, we're going to be insanely excited about that. Uh, it's not, yeah, yep, and we're back to everybody. So thanks a lot, Instagram. Going over the last questions here before I sign off on the show. Yo, deal with it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. A little late. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I know we're at the end of the show, too. We'll be back at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a tampering show. We're going to be able to tamper with Striker all show. It's going to be a blast because there's going to be so much crap to talk about next week. Thanks so much, guys, at least for uh, talking about all the stuff this year or this this week because it was a fun show. Um, that's a good question, Robert. Uh, how are we going to attract Terrell's little brother if we don't re-sign Terrell, though? That might be a package deal. It might be. Like, Tremaine might not want to play for the Steelers unless we sign his brother, too. I'd have to bite the bullet on that one. I would begrudgingly have to take that, take a less talented player than KZ at a more expensive price just to land his brother. That would, and that would have to be what I'd have to take. That's the medicine I would have to eat. Michael Hall, love watching uh, Mayo for three years at Notre Dame. Considering I watch all their games on Saturday, he's just so good. It's hard for defenders to keep up with him. And he's very well-respected and blocking when needed. And he's a team leader. That's what I love about that guy too, Michael Hall. I like team leaders on our team. They help the locker room. <laughs> I know you guys are going back and forth on that stuff. <laughs> I know you like him as a person. You just don't like him as a coach. We know that. <laughs> uh, Ian White, do you think, who do you think is better striker? Bring back Edmonds or draft a safety? If I'd rather have Branch than Edmonds, flat out. Out of the box, I would rather have Branch on this team than Edmonds. I would rather have KZ on this team than Edmonds. That's, that is just me personally. I don't know what the Steelers think. I don't know how they rank their people. But you guys got to see out of the last half of the season what I was telling you guys about all free agency. KZ would have taken Edmonds' spot if he was healthy. Absolutely would have taken Edmonds' spot if he was healthy. And then we're not even talking about Edmonds' getting a new big contract this year. He's a nothing free agent this year. Instead, 
Huge fracture in the arm with pins and everything. Misses half the season. Comes back out of the box. First start. Gets an interception. I'm screaming when he got introduced as the starting uh, safety in that game. People turn around and looking at me. I said, you watch what KZ does in this game. And then you'll know why I was cheering. Ripped off an interception. Knocked the helmet off of another guy. <laughs> got a penalty for it. But he hit the guy hard. And we haven't seen that since Clark. <laughs> I love big hitters. Uh, yeah, we don't have to make us personal, guys. Uh, love the show, Striker. Can't wait for the draft day shows. Guys, they're coming up. Draft day shows right here on all these platforms. Don't know if we're going to be running the phone off of Instagram or if we're going to be running it off of a Tickety Talk. It's whatever the uh, high ups want. But we will be on there as well. And that's the draft. Anytime the draft is on, plus a half hour before the draft, I am on the air. Taking the complete Steelers slant for the draft. So if you want your draft show to be all about the Steelers, you want to talk, you want to ask questions, you want to say how excited you are about guys we picked up, that's what this show is. It's the Steelers draft show, my third year doing it. I know what I'm doing. We have a good time. Hopefully we'll have some good guests coming on too. I know we'll definitely have some uh some uh, reporters and some part of Steeler Nation coming on as well. Um but hopefully we'll have a nice list of players coming as well. So we'll have to check that out. Definitely join us on the draft show all three days, half hour before the draft. I will be there. Last day of the draft is my my marathon day because I stay on the extra hour after the show till we sign all of our undrafted rookie free agents. I'm a nut. I know. And I don't take bathroom breaks. <laughs> At least that, I don't leave to take bathroom breaks. I'll have to this time because if I'm doing the vertical, they can see the crotch shots. <laughs> have a good night, Striker. Have a good night, Ian. Jacob, I'm liking the idea of tight end Washington at 32. He blocks like crazy, like three tackles on the line and red zone stuff. Absolutely love that analysis too, Jacob. And that's somebody that we haven't talked about uh, either being one of those other high caliber uh, tight ends in this draft and probably the best blocker out of all the tight ends in this draft. Uh, and I think Washington is rated right around the end of the first round, I think too. Uh, where was he slotted at? At least on on this metric. Now that we're past the uh, the combine, I'm more into looking at this. Yeah, they have him at 38. Yep. So that's definitely a spot to take him. That's a spot where we could trade back a little bit, bank some picks, still get our guy, change our offense to being more run focused. That would be a huge win. Absolutely. I love that. I love that call. So thank you for closing off the show with a great point, Wade. Love that, Jake Wade. And, and please come back and give us more of your great insight because that was a great point. So, guys, I'll be back again uh, next Tuesday live at 7 p.m. Uh, the podcast should be dropping Friday. Uh, if not, they, they decide to drop it on Saturday instead. I'll be recording it on Friday. If you are following us on YouTube, this is a special feature just for our YouTube subscribers because I, when I record the podcast, it goes live to YouTube. So if you're a subscriber, you'll know it's up there. I won't be asking questions because you got to come over to Steeler Nation for questions. SteelerNation.com, sign up for the football forum. I know Chow Chow Dad has done it. Uh, so if you're on the forum, I've got a thread up now for questions for Friday. Come on over. It's free to join. And we're all talking draft stuff over there, guys. It's great conversation. Come on over and be part of the fun over there too. Uh, and anytime, Jack. Hey, thanks to you too, man. I really appreciate you, man. And guys, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Steeler Nation, on Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. That's where I tell where everything's coming up. Um, follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on the Grams, on the Tickety Talks, on 
the uh, the Tweety Tweets. SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y. Why? Because I'm crazy for the Steelers. That's how it works. So that is all the time we have on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you, rooting with Jacob Wade along with you as always. Go Steelers!